It's October the 7th, 2020. This is 508, a show about Worcester. This is Brendan Malikin. How's it going, Mike? It's going good. I am Michael Benedetti. Brendan, this week in the city of Worcester, we've officially entered a stage one drought. Our reservoirs are 63% full. You, as a private citizen, are not allowed to wash pavement, to ignore fixing leaks, or to water your lawn with broken equipment, or if it's raining. The city has shut down fountains, and businesses are asked to minimize vehicle washing. Uh, Congratulations, Worcester. We did it. Yes, stage one drought. We did it. Well, you know, and we're also uh, we're also still like a red zone uh, COVID city in Massachusetts. In Worcester COVID news, 30 firefighters have been quarantined after a few of them tested positive for COVID. We had 141 new COVID cases last week with nine people in the ICU, which was up five from the week before. We had one COVID death. Um, the red zone is eight new cases per 100,000 people per day. So for us, that would be roughly 16 new cases per day. If we drop below this for three weeks, we would be moving into the yellow zone. That would be like 114 new cases a week. So we were at 141 cases last week. So that would be a big move. Um, the city will presumably have another press conference tomorrow and we'll find out how we're doing. Uh, because of being in the red zone, the city says that it is prohibiting door-to-door trick-or-treating this Halloween. Brendan, from reading the Telegram and Gazette and from reading the city press release, I do not know what they mean by prohibiting, but that is in fact the word they have they have used. They've used strong language on this, not maybe you shouldn't do this, but for reals, guys, don't do this. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, there's probably no, short of declaring martial law, I guess there's probably no real way you could keep people from dressing their kids up in silly costumes and going for a walk after dark. Um, yeah, just don't come to my house. How about that? You want to go for a walk with your kids and like, and beg? That's totally cool. This year and this year alone, don't come to my house. I'll be curious to see how in Massachusetts municipalities that are not in the red zone, ones that allow trick-or-treating, how that goes this year. If people are basically chill with a bunch of kids coming by, or if that feels a little bit weird to all the old ladies who have the best candy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand it's uh, trick-or-treating is, a, is an important part of being a young person in New England, but it's, um, yeah, just let it go this year. It's not really that important. And, and, and think of it this way. If, you don't, if, if we ban trick-or-treating, that just means that there's going to be that much more Halloween candy uh, on sale, buy one, get one free the day after Halloween, and it'll actually be a bargain for you. And it, you, you'll actually come out on top if... Uh, if you don't go trick-or-treating, there's going to be more candy available at less cost and a 0% chance that you die as a result from going to strangers' houses. Hey, Brendan, look who came over. It's our wacky sitcom neighbor, Sean Connolly. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Thank Just you for joining us. The mail. <laughs> the Mr. McFeely of uh, Massachusetts, Sean Connolly. Sean, it's great, great to have you on the show after however many years we've talked about having you on the show. Any strong uh, opinions on trick-or-treating in the middle of a pandemic? That's the dumbest thing. Why would you do that? <laughs> Thank you for confirming my suspicions. Yeah. I guess now, holding, holding a maskless meeting in your garden, do that and hug each other and make sure... Make sure, uh, you know, you just get up real close. But only if you're at the White House. If your house is white, do it too, you know. Uh, if your last name is white, if your last name is Blanco, do it. Your comedy album Hot Dog is coming out next week, is that right? That's correct. What does an album look like in 2020? Yeah. It is uh, a series of tracks that are made available online. <laughs> <laughs> 
cassettes. It's not available in eight track. We're not going to go to strawberries and buy this. It's uh, no, I, I do. I do at some point when uh, the economy is back to have a physical form. Uh, nice. So maybe in ten years. Yeah. Hey, uh, some of the but yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. You can you can get it wherever you get music. Other than title, for some reason, title doesn't allow. I don't know. They just they're, they're very particular about who they let on their on their streaming services. Now, did you record this uh, as like a, a live set? It, I recorded this a year ago. Okay. Literally a year ago this week uh, during the Woot Nanny Comedy Festival. Fantastic. Uh, at at George's Coney Island Hot Dogs. Honestly, I, I had started editing it uh, the end of February, early March, and then uh, the pandemic hit. But I, I just got I got so distracted by the world ending that I, I, I put it off, and then I just recently, as I've started to get used to this apocalypse, uh, I, I put it together, and I got some amazing artwork by Travis Duda, and nice. we're putting this thing out. So what is, uh, what's the state of stand-up right now? I mean, obviously venues are a mess and what have you. Like, from your perspective, like where do things go in the short and the long term? In the short, uh, there's like one good show per state of New England that's like okay. doing it right and is safe. Like Worcester actually has the only Massachusetts show right now. That is what? legitimately, I feel safe there. And uh, they all, like, it's under a tent behind the beer garden. They're not even using the tent that it is the beer garden. They're using behind that tent in a parking lot. There are 50 seats completely spread out. Uh, servers wearing masks the whole time. Uh, the com- it's, out, it's outdoors completely, just under this tent, so it gets chilly now. You mean safe, like COVID safe? For a second there, I was sure. very confused. Sure, sure, I was sure. like, do you mean, do you mean they don't boo too much? Or they like just throw rotten fruit rather than rocks? Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> but yeah, Worcester crowds, sense. Worcester crowds are very famous for throwing rocks. That's a big thing about the. <laughs> There's all that cobblestone right underneath the tar. It's like yeah. one inch of tar and cobblestone. I remember, so it was, whatever, the summer when um, Dave Chappelle released his uh, sort of like mini special that he kind of popped up on people that he mm-hmm. did from his farm. That, that, that setup just seemed so fantastic that like the comedy being great, it being outdoors and like people just getting it. Like, yeah, you're not here to get shitty and wander around or whatever. It's just like yeah. stay in your place. And it, uh, it seemed to actually work. You get the sense that that's, that's working when it's done right. Yeah, I think. Well. I think also part of it is that everyone has been cooped up. Yeah. And so they're just like, you could, you could be a fine comic. You don't even have to be that great, but I think you're going to do well right now because people just want to laugh. They spent money to be outside and not inside scared, and they're going to laugh at whatever you say. Anything that isn't crying is bad. Yeah. I, did, I did my first set just last weekend, and it was all new material because I'm trying to throw away the stuff that's on the album. And... I, it was my first, it was, I was like, not only was it just new material, it was new material that I've never said out loud in front of people. Like it was, I was open micing essentially, and I did great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Mike, yeah. I'm going to shut up now. Oh, that's okay, Brendan. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Sean, I, the, the one question I had for you, I guess I had two questions for you. Um, is there a lot of material about Coney Island hot dogs on this? Is this is why this is called hot dog? No, I so I do I do a show. Well, I did a show in 
in the before times of uh, I, every I, once a month on Thursdays at Coney Island, we put this like, a game show, stand up show where comics would come and they spin a game wheel and they don't know what their set is going to be. Their set's going to be based off whatever's on that wheel. And so I did that for my album. I put, I, I parsed out the, the hour or 50, 50 minutes throughout the wheel. So I didn't know the order of my album at all. I, I just let it up to the wheel. So my other question is, I went online and I did look and it is uh, available for pre-order on various online audio platforms, but not for preview. And I noticed that it has an explicit tag on it. Uh, how concerned do I need to be with small children hearing this album? <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's not that explicit at all. Uh, I, uh, I just did some reading about putting especially spoken word and comedy albums up. And that even if, even if you don't think it's explicit and if you just drop the F-bomb once or say, say the S word a couple of times, that the streaming services will pull it down because it is not written in, that it is explicit, so. So that's a better safe than sorry thing. All right, that's fine. Yes. What, is the, you, what, what, what is the preteen com stand-up comedy market look like these days? The preteen? I know, like, yeah, I mean, who's making comedy albums for toddlers that anyone <laughs> this is I mean, the I, cleanest material ever? I got it. I, you know that there is like an album of just like a hundred different kinds of farts. You know that, you know, like that's, <laughs> that, that's for the, that's for the toddlers, right? I mean, that's for us. We're giggling yeah. at it right now. <laughs> I, I would buy that album. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. My next album is just going to be a hundred tracks of farts. <laughs> farts for the youth. This is going to be terrific, John. This is going to be terrific. We just talked about how the city's in a drought and we talked about how the city is uh, mm -hmm. banning trick-or-treating. Um, the next thing that on my list is that we had one non-lethal shooting this week, and otherwise it was not a harrowing week in Worcester crime. I go to the monthly Piedmont neighborhood community meeting, and looking at this month's crime stats for the neighborhood, I'm pleasantly surprised to see that crime, violent crime at least, has at last collapsed. In August, we had 43 assault and related non-domestic incidents. And in September, that dropped from 43 down to 16, which is about the usual amount. So in April, we had 16 assault related and 476 overall. In June, we had 16 and 561. In July, we had 26 and 718. And then in August, we had 43 and 1,248 police incidents. So uh, yeah, boy, it seems like late late july and august crime and violent crime went nuts and just doubled tripled from its normal level and now it's back down very abruptly to normal that's always the case with i mean summer the it just gets hot right i feel like that's what else are you gonna do there's there's no school we shuttered all the pools it's like especially yeah. we were talking about this before we started the show it's like we canceled every youth activity that's out there like you can't give them bikes Every cops get mad at bikes now, apparently. <laughs> You're not allowed to do anything except commit crime. Everything, yeah, the bikes are yeah. Like, even if you're out riding What happens if those wheelie kids get pulled over by another bike cop? What goes on there? <laughs> yeah, hey, don't ride a bike. But you're riding a bike. <sighs> those wheelie kids. Yeah, man. there's nothing left. There's nothing. So, yeah, now, now school is back and crime dipped. 
I, I like mean, those kids. I love those wheelie kids. Uh, I'm not so into too. the wheelie kids. I think kids. they're fantastic. I don't know, man. I see a lot of danger. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, man. I've been driving what? and had those kids playing chicken with my car, and I'm just like, listen, guys, this is not cool. This is not cool. I think that this crime collapse is interesting to me in part because we know that in a lot of cities over the summer, we had a big explosion in violent crime due to whatever factors one may wish to ascribe it to involving police community relations. And so we also saw this rise in violent crime in Worcester. And so I think it was an open question of like, well, okay, is this like, is this going to be an ongoing problem in Worcester as well? And it looks like the answer is no. It was just the usual summer summer ramp up in crime, or if it was even bigger than the usual summer ramp up in crime, it ramped back down to a completely normal level. So yeah, yeah. Good job, good job, city of Worcester, keeping it basically keeping it together during the month of September, and uh, let's keep it rolling in October, people. You don't want to have a spike in violent crime during a drought. It no. doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. Um, these yeah. <laughs> oh, drought. I got my state ballot in the mail today. And what are my options? I can vote for president. I can vote for senator, congressman, register of probate. The governor's council, state senator, and state rep races are all uncontested in my district. So basically half of the offices I can vote for and half of the offices are uncontested. Um, mm -hmm. there's, two, there's two ballot questions. Ballot question one would require automakers to provide car owners and mechanics expanded access to mechanical data about the car which is called right to repair. And the other ballot question would implement ranked choice voting in most state elections. Uh, do you guys have a strong opinions about these ballot questions? Strong opinions, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the right to repair, question one is a no brainer. It, it's like, I, I feel like it's almost a, a misnomer relabel because we've done right to repair ballot questions in the past. I don't think this really is, is should be labeled uh, right to repair because it yeah. more has to do with software. Yeah, um, like the the software that runs the ECU on uh, like a modern vehicle, and auto manufacturers want to keep that private and proprietary. So really, all it is 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 we're voting over the arguments around open source software, and and there are no more arguments left around open source software, right? Like even the Microsofts of the world acknowledge that if you want truly secure, safe uh, software, it should be open to review. Um, of course, there is a repair component, too, because when you allow people to have access to that software, now it means smaller shops or whatnot can have access to the computers they need on their side to access uh, the car's computer. But that it strikes me as a really dangerous place to be going where uh, you have cars completely dependent upon software uh, to function, but there's no... Uh, there's no real uh, there's no real public review of how well written that code is that's um combustion engines i feel like we've figured out the idea of having a combustion engine run by uh, a computer that uh, could be uh, i don't know uh, could, 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 there could be a, someone nefarious could do something nefarious to that car is is a nightmare scenario that goes beyond the whole right to repair question my reading of this ballot question it seems like more of an open data thing than an open source thing. Ugh, my internet connection is unstable. What is going on with my internet connection? Well, I know what it is, um, Mike. It's uh, you rely upon charter communications uh, <laughs> for your internet service. If only we could have a uh, municipal uh, internet service here in Worcester, you wouldn't have this problem anymore. 
Oh, I love this track. I like this track. Playing to track at Augustus. I feel like the advertising around no on one is like about like they're like scaring you about net neutrality. None of it really makes any sense. And a lot of the marketing is almost the opposite of what's actually happening. Yeah, it's really really like Acura dealers not wanting to have Santiago's garage being able to have the same information, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I have a relatively old uh, Jeep and I can, um, you know, I I, I can buy a cheap OBD2 uh, reader off of uh, Amazon and essentially plug my phone into my Jeep and it'll tell me everything that's going wrong with it. Uh, With more modern systems, those standards are no longer open and standard. They want to keep them closed. And yeah, it it is very much to cut out the small repair uh, folks, but again, there's a whole other component to it too. Like you have no idea what's going on with that software. It it could be cobbled together by those toddlers who are just laughing at fart jokes all day. Uh, (laughs) And you would have no idea that that's, the engine behind your your vehicle, which doesn't seem like a good idea either. Sure, sure. Is is there an argument against ballot question two, which is ranked choice voting in most state elections? I'm not somebody who thinks that ranked choice voting is going to massively improve our society or our, our political system, but it seems like it's worth a shot. Agreed. I, I definitely. <laughs> why not try? Right. This is the democracy is an experiment, anyways. No, I, I think that's actually the should be the whole point. It, it, it seems like the worst thing that could happen is, and we've seen this both not just on a national level, but even on a local level, um, where we've had, uh, you know, a city councilor, former city councilor, I think Mike Gaffney, I think was a great example of, of this, that whether you love the guy or you hate him, his, his whole angle was really about, um, you know, highlighting how different he was from everybody else on the council, instead of highlighting like, here are the things that we actually have in common that we can work together on to make the city a better place. And that that sort of divisiveness only gets you so far before there's nothing to, left to argue about or like who's gonna pick up a brick and hit somebody else in the face first. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's where ranked choice voting has some real power in forcing people to at least pretend to align themselves uh, in a meaningful philosophical way because your voters are no longer, it's no longer counting like here's the 7,000 people I need to highlight in, a, uh, in a, a municipal election to get a seat on the city council. It's like the whole pool of people are gonna have multiple choices and where do I fall on that? And it, it, I think around here, you need to be more respectful of uh, the sort of majority viewpoints, at least in the sense of being willing to play ball with them. And, you know, this, um, is, this is not yeah. going to affect Worcester City Council elections. We should just be clear. This is going to affect most, most state elections, but uh, yeah, not, yes. not, not, local, not local or national stuff. Except that we're already having a conversation locally about it. So the reason I'm using it as a, an example locally is, uh, I be- believe it was Matt Wally, it could have been somebody else, um, I had a motion, I think two weeks ago. Uh, discussing what it would look like here on a local level as well. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm just using it because I, I think the, on the local level is where you would see it have the, the, the most powerful impact, yes. uh, either on a national level or a local level. Um, but yeah. No, but I, mean, I, I totally agree that Gaffney was the rank choice in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The burns <laughs> just keep coming today. <laughs> 
Um, I've been sitting on that the whole time. I, 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 I'm glad I did listen to what you had to say, Brendan, but I also, part of me was just like, just say it, Sean. Just say it. Your tongue's bleeding now. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Hot dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Hot dog, uh, Sean Connolly's new album, comedy album, next week on every streaming platform. Uh, Except Tilt. In commodities news, Brent crude oil is $41 a barrel, unchanged on the week and down 27% on the year. Bitcoin is $10,630, down 1% on the week and up 30% on the year. Today's Worcester air quality index is 47 due to smoke, which is barely within the good range, but is 57% worse than this time this week. Mike, what happened to sand and gravel? Are we not doing sand and gravel anymore? Sand, sand and gravel really only comes out um, quarterly. I think there's okay. some monthly estimate, but it really comes out only comes out quarterly. Fair enough. So uh, we don't always do sand and gravel. And honestly, I'm not always on top of sand and gravel. I check it every I check it every few weeks to see if the new stats are out there, but I don't have it on my calendar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like that's about it. I mean, there's other there's other stuff we could be talking about this week, but I feel like we should push some of it off till next week. It's raining. That's good. Yeah, right? it is. It is. That is oh, good. Man. Probably we're not in a stage one drought anymore. Then this show is already. Goes. This show is already. Obsolete. You can go back to washing your hands, and because you can wash your hands, now you can go trick or treating, kids. Congratulations. <laughs> well, Sean, good luck. Good luck with the comedy album. Good luck with the comedy stylings in general. Good luck with the live shows. Good luck with the new material. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate. Sean, it. any uh, any any shows coming up that you have booked? Um, no. Uh, okay. I wish I wish that I did have something. I am going to try Nick's because Nick's is they're so great. Vincent and Nicole are so awesome, and Sean Courtney there. I'm going to try to have some sort of like celebration of the album dropping. Um, and we're gonna try to like like safely do it in the back, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't want everyone to come all at the same time. So we're trying to figure out a schedule of sorts, maybe. Scheduling people to go to a bar, you know. And if people were to buy the album, what uh, what 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 outlet would 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 reap you the greatest monetary rewards? Do you have a favorite for streaming service? Bandcamp on Fridays. On Fridays, it goes one hundred percent to the artist. All so right. If you were to buy, buy it on Bandcamp on Friday. Bandcamp on Friday, and folks, you get paid on Friday if you're not unemployed because of a horribly mismanaged economy and government. <laughs> and camp on Friday. I had no idea. That's good to know. That's yeah. Really good to know. That's really good to know. Well, Brendan, I hope you also have a, uh, also good luck on whatever, whatever things you're dropping next week, man, whatever new, new albums and projects you got coming out next week. I hope everybody has a good, has a good week next week. Uh, Likewise, Mike. Yeah. Likewise. And science and knowledge that's all we're dropping here science and knowledge and that's all for this week's 508 we welcome your questions and comments at pie and coffee at gmail.com until next week remember worcester you can bench more than you think you can <laughs>